and welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Phoenix. We're the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. Yes, sir. We're here. What is going on? Yo, this is different. We're next to each other. We're, <laughs> We're in person. Yeah, Mike is a real person. You are Sam too. is a real person. Sam's this in the background. Nobody can see go. Sam. Sam producer. Producer Sam, Sam in the producer background. Producer here. The team is in the building. Yeah, man. In the studio. This is like our, our actually our first recording that we've had here in two years. Really? Two years. Holy crap. The last recording that was done here, I believe, was Lord Felix from Van Buren. Really? And that was before the pandemic. Mm. And that was the last time we had anybody in here to record. Yeah. You mean like a collab recording? Because like obviously you do your recordings here. Yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah. mean like an actual in-person, like right. not all over Zoom. Right, right. And this is the first time Sam and I, mean, I've known Sam obviously for years. Like the mm. long, like we've known each other since, since college. Yeah, they go back. We go back a little bit. But this is the first time we've actually met you in the flesh Dude, in person too. It's crazy. Kind of crazy, crazy. Right? No, it's super sick. Also, like I thought for some reason, you know how people kind of say like, oh, you're shorter and real life blah, blah blah i thought for some reason mike was gonna be super super tall i don't know if it's because i'm like a short guy and you're you're taller than me everybody here is taller than me i'm the shortest one here yeah well we it was really funny so right uh this is what must have been in the summertime sam and i went to go to the, it was called the jungle it's in somerville mm-hmm. and we went to see a show for like hero the mc and jay right. faith and chemic and some of the people for bars over bars right and we're walking up with zafir and I believe it was the DJ. His th- um, uh, what's his name? I can't remember his. Do you remember his name? Nick. Ah, that's gonna piss me off. What his name was. But either way, the DJ was outside, and as we were walking in, he lit, all I hear is, "Is that turntable teachers?" And we're that's just like, we turned around and we're like, "Yeah, like it's us or whatever." And he goes. You guys are so much taller in person than right. we thought. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me that story, which is what gave me the impression that you're gonna be like six <laughs> six, like starting guard type build. Ah, and I'm glad I'm glad that you're a little bit more average height because it yeah. makes me feel less insecure yeah. about my own yeah. height. I'm like sure. six one on a good day. Yeah. Sam's definitely the tallest here. He's like a good, it's probably what six two, six three, or something like that. I'm jealous, yeah. dude. But we're both hoopers, you know. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we play ball, so yeah, yeah. you gotta have, you gotta have a little, little bit of height. I know, you know that's somewhat. right. I know that's right. I rely on the <laughs> handle and the speed. And also, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that like we weren't catfished either because I thought because like, this, whole, this whole time, right? Like, like I've known you. I, I, honestly, this facts. has felt like. You know, like dating somebody, right? Yeah, for like yeah. a year, year and a half, solely yeah. online, which no, I've never sure. done. And not knocking anybody that's done that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, having you like, you know, yeah. park outside my house and walk up, I was just like, man, this this dude's really does wow. really look like how he does online. This He's is just pretty cool. and you got a fresh little haircut too. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Got rid of the locks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. I had to shape up if I'm coming here to turntable <laughs> teachers and meet in my online relationship in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Over here, I'm so glad that like yeah. you're not an absolute weirdo. No, likewise, <laughs> like, likewise, yeah. right? No, absolutely. Honestly. This is this is really cool. I'm I'm so thrilled and excited that we're here doing yeah, this man. this is super cool this is and, gonna be uh, dope yeah yeah so look out for these like i'd say every we'll probably do the, try to do these like once a month maybe every six weeks something like that might yeah. switch up with some locations every now and again too to yeah this because you, you you poor thing are driving from holyoke all the way to yeah to north andover western so. mass out here but you're representing right yeah, you're out oh, here we're, sure. we're out here representing the full for state sure. you know what for i mean sure. I think that's, that's, that's a fact. really what is important about this right? yeah. Yeah, yeah we like have every region of massachusetts out here right here in this Pretty house. much, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, no right. South Shore, but other than that, like we're good. Well, Southeast, 
So that's south. Like if you're talking about South Boston, you consider that south. Okay, but like gotcha, South gotcha. Shore, kind of a different thing. Okay, little, okay. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, Who I'm ex- I'm excited, man. This is this is really great. Um, we got a really great show lined up for everybody today. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's let's want to yeah. get into the first segment. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's yeah, get unless, into unless you had anything else, any other like you know formalities no, you wanted to get out no of the way. No formalities, but this is so sick. It's like not only are we stepping it up to another level mm-hmm. by being here in person, we have different cameras. Camera one, camera <laughs> two, camera three. It's like we are like revolutionizing what we're doing here at Turntable Teachers. I know. And it's hopefully, just, like you said, we get the we. Get get into this like every month or every six weeks or so yeah because this is it's just different it's just different yeah. from like staring into your computer right you know what i right. mean i have to actually wear pants because <laughs> well know. i'm glad you, you know, glad you wear pants here <laughs> right, thankfully, right, right. Right. um no i agree with you and i think you know we'll still at some point i'm sure still do like some of the remote online ones because those yeah. are easy like obviously those Definitely. are easy and if anything comes up and we can't like you know get something scheduled because we did schedule this for a couple weeks ago yeah and we had a huge snowstorm and then oh right yeah yeah, we couldn't do it and then we had another snowstorm last night i was like sitting there praying we just missed this snowstorm (laughs) we had pushed back our first scheduled live in-person recording because it snowed so hard and then literally (laughs) yesterday another snowstorm happens and we were all like yeah thank god we dodged a bullet another one i know we would have had to push it back another four weeks. Yeah. All of our topics and stuff in mind would have been so like out like, of date. Out of date. That <laughs> yeah. kind of some of them. One of the one of them might some still of be them a little bit, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah. We're behind, you know, a little bit on the on the um, you know the best of twenty twenty one episodes, yeah. but that's okay. I got them out as quickly as I could. It's just you yeah. know, winter's a crazy time of year with the holidays and like you know me coaching basketball, especially in Massachusetts, dude. Exactly. That's why we got to go out somewhere hot. We gotta go out somewhere hot. Dude. We gotta do like what Schultz did and they, they traveled to Miami for like yeah. however they did for like four months That'd and lived sick. out there. That'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, we have our like our dove or like our Jamie now in the background Facts, with, with Sammy dude. just kind of working all oh, in the background. This, this is this is yeah, you're right. This is very legit. This it feels more legit, legit than just you and I hopping on Zoom. Exactly. Which exactly. is really cool. Which is funny because I'm sure like there's so many podcasts who like this is where they started and like this for this is us leveling up and they had to (laughs) adapt right to the to the like remote online right exactly we come from the remote and now we're like ooh so special like we're here in person but no this is dope this is super cool we can get into the first segment let's do it man yeah so we thought like because this is special this is our first in person podcast that we would do something a little bit different so obviously phoenix and you and i have done a ton of music reviews over the years or really it's so crazy to say that that's been over the years literally i thought this we 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 thought this we do an interesting segment we want to call it soundtrack to our lives and the way this is going to work is phoenix and i are going to go back and forth and we're going to share a song that was impactful to us in some way shape or form or maybe sparks a certain memory uh, maybe not so much like our favorite songs of all time, but songs yeah. that we really enjoyed or like again like sparked some sort of memory like in our like in our yeah. past lives to get to know each other a little yeah, bit better and for definitely. you guys to obviously get get us to know us definitely. a little bit better as well. Definitely. So just those songs that you have that like maybe didn't even age well, but are super yeah. like pivotal to like yeah. your your growing process. Exactly. These are definitely some of those. Exactly. Sure. So I thought that would be really fun. We both did. So yeah, I'll let the guests go first. Without further ado, we'd love to hear all your right. first. Song. Cool. So all of all of these, obviously, like we're saying, these are songs that kind of we remember from like our adolescence or our childhood. And so I'm gonna start with the oldest song I have, and this is where like I feel like I'm kind of a special case because so my dad's a DJ. I think as you know, we've talked about this, right? Before, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Sam knows, but now the world knows. My dad's a DJ. Shout out DJ Big Shot. 
but um <laughs> so he like was very influential and just obviously like my music taste as your parents are and that's obviously why i'm such a hip-hop head because he was a hip-hop dj um but he really did a good job showing me all the old school hip-hop that he grew up on and so now i have like this weird kind of like I share this taste with people who are probably like 20 years older than me because like I'm really interested and I grew up almost essentially on old school hip hop that my dad grew up on. You know what I mean? So uh, my first song for the soundtrack to our lives is It's Tricky by Run DMC. It's tricky to rock around, to (laughs) rock around. I'm talking about I burned that song, watched the music video, and Run DMC was like the first rap group or rap artist that i kind of idolized because huh. i was just into all the old school hip-hop shit dude i uh, i don't know are we doing cursing yeah, you're, 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 yeah of course I, Fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> facts but like so yeah it's just it's just so it's funny like whenever i run into conversations like if you know you kind of have conversations with people older than you about music and they kind of like shrug you off assuming mm. that you only listen to what's current and of course i do that too but i like actually share a lot of interest and taste in some of the same artists that like again people 20 years my senior would, would listen to so i kind of say things like oh i grew up on run dmc even though i wasn't born when run dmc was popping it, it, it was up. but uh it's tricky by run dmc and just run dmc the group in general was super influential for just like sparking the love i had for hip-hop in general and and music and obviously i think it gave me a lot of good background and history as to where hip-hop came from and what the scene looked like i'm talking about like i loved all that stuff that's why i love hip-hop in general like all the elements of it from the break dancing the fashion the graffiti and i feel like in the 80s and 90s there was a lot more integration of all the elements of it i grew up watching beach street dude for anybody who's a little bit older or like have has done their research on old school hip-hop these are old his uh these are old hip-hop movies like i grew up watching beach street i don't know if you guys heard of breaking you guys ever heard of breaking terrible movies that i love (laughs) like i absolutely love and uh yeah so run dmc it's tricky is where I'm starting right Cool. Now. That's a really good, that's a great, great yeah. starting point. I dig that. And that's really cool you brought like your dad into that, like your influence. Yeah. And I, I think that's actually where I want to start too today. That's mm-hmm. actually funny you, the way you looked at it. Because we, we had this obviously segment in mind, but we didn't really talk about too much of like how it was going to work. Right. And so, which is, which is why I'm glad we're doing it this way. And I actually kind of similarly the same way, like my three songs I picked today, which by the way, I could have picked a million different songs. Right. Like yeah. it was, there was so many to choose from, but I definitely went in more of a progression. I picked one from like very, very young to like, you know, just maybe before adolescence. And then I actually went, I slight in high school. And then I slightly went up a little higher, went to yeah. pick one for college. But, um, so the one I want to start with is a really, uh, kind of a funny story. There's, there's two funny stories I would say throughout the, the three I have. Um, this one is in particular, like I would also want to credit my, my mom because she definitely, and I've talked about this on the podcast numerous times of like how influential she's been on like my music taste as well. Yeah. You know, she always had music playing in the house. I mean, you see on my wall, like there's Elton John, um, Coldplay in particular, right? Like those were some artists and Fleetwood Mac. I have another vinyl for it. It's around here, but those are like some of the bands and artists that I was listening to early on that really influenced me. Uh, and like got me like going on like what music was Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross as Ooh, well. So like nice. she was she mixed it up like she had the soft rock in there, some of the alternative, but then definitely some of like the smoother soul stuff. But what I want to go to is a song. I'm, I hope that Sam definitely knows. I'm curious to see if you know. Yeah, it. I feel like I'm not gonna know it already. <laughs> <laughs> Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. 
Okay, I've definitely heard of three. <laughs> we got a laugh if, if from you, Sam in the back. <laughs> I've definitely heard of Three Doors Down. That's like a legend. So we might we might need to pull it up. We might, we might have need to pull, pull it up. up. So Sam, when you have it ready, <laughs> let us know. Uh, but, and I'll keep going. But down. so really funny story with this. So I must have been like. Can we talk about when did it release? Do you know, like, maybe when it came oh, out? Oh, God. Uh, I want to say the late 90s. So it would have been... Late 90s. So you were alive. 99, you were alive. 2000. 2000, was it? Okay, so okay. it was 2000, and I was definitely alive. And so my family growing up... <laughs> definitely alive. Definitely alive. Uh, when my family were growing up, we had a house in Florida, or my grandparents had a house in Florida, mm-hmm. my nana and nanu, and it was right outside Orlando, and every year we would go. So mm-hmm. I'd go to Orlando every single year uh, in the summertime until I was about 11, uh, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And w- I, we would go to SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. And I think I believe I was five or six years old. I don't have this vivid memory, but my mom tells this story again and again and again, how mm-hmm. funny the story is. So they have Shamu, of course. And now I look at SeaWorld a little bit differently <laughs> nowadays with, uh, you know, with, you know, yeah. with the human right. <laughs> oh, here, and, uh, here, oh, that's okay. We're, this is the first time we're doing this. And right. like, you know, a few hiccups, just so everybody's right, aware. Right. But, um, in all seriousness, um, this was a song that they would play when Shamu would do his like little, uh, what's it called? Like his uh, little intro or routine. Yeah, his routine, sure. Yeah. And Poor Shamu probably like made this song. <laughs> no shit, right? absolutely despises this song. And so this was a song that would they would play. And apparently, I was like maybe five, six years old, and I was like, my mom says like not moshing to it but like I'm like jamming out raging just raging to this song <laughs> this friggin uh, three, three doors, doors down. down kryptonite song and it's funny now every time I've ever heard it it rem- has reminded me of Disney yeah and like SeaWorld and then I obviously like we would play this song in like my mom's car like the song also reminds me of like all the times that I would be driving around my mom's Mercury Mountaineer I still right. remember this driving around and her playing like alternative yeah. music and rock music and nine, and that's like I think was like the springboard of like me enjoying like the nineties yeah. rock that like was really the, like the first genre of music that I personally got into before yeah. I got into hip hop. Yeah. So like I feel like I had to start with a song like this because it just made so much sense for like yeah. my life. And here's yeah. y- you'll know it. Here's the song. We'll we'll play it. <laughs> we'll hope if I know it. Let's I hope see. you know it. It's a classic, dude. Kryptonite three doors down, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Phoenix's first introduction. <laughs> right up Phoenix's alley. <laughs> <laughs> this is also a reaction video. <laughs> it sounds familiar. The chorus will make it sense. It sounds familiar. It's 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 a Superman gig. Like it's all it's, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Like a rendition okay. of Superman. Yeah. Right, right. I've actually never seen this music video. Look how young he looks, bro. The lead singer. And then, like, five-year-old Mike is like... Dude, I'm rocking out for this shit, bro. <laughs> Back I, the I, not, I swear on my life. I, I don't know if there is video evidence to about it, but... Do you want to skip forward to the chorus? It's coming up soon. Is it? Yeah. It's right here. Oh, you missed I it. I missed it. You missed it. <laughs> we skipped right past we skipped the right chorus. Past it. I don't know if I've Kryptonite. heard this, honestly. No? Dude. I don't know if I've heard this. How have you not? I don't know. It's crazy. Like, I probably have. It's probably one of those things I've heard and haven't, like, retained. But, uh... 
I don't and know if, if I, I heard go this. crazy, then will you still call me Superman? Not ringing any no? bells, dog. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Not ringing any bells. All right, well, either yeah. way, different upbringing. Different yeah, upbringing. I was just gonna say different upbringings, dog. <laughs> different upbringings for sure. Three doors down in here. That's so. sick. But do you actually? I didn't ask if you knew it's tricky. By yeah, right. of course I know. Okay. It's tricky. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. So, of course. I, mean, I know. Yeah. No, otherwise, you're like, what's it's tricky? Let's play it. So, <laughs> true, true. Right. Right. No, I, of course I know. Yeah. Okay. I know I'm sorry. So, so we're so we're I'm one for one on knowing yours. And yeah, you're you are. One on mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you'll know my next. If you don't know my second one, you, you might have to just leave. Like, yeah, I might have to just not be a turntable teacher anymore. <laughs> Yeah, but you're teaching me. So there you go. Good. All about education. That's dog. sweet, dude. Me as a me as a kid, like you know, jamming out to that song. Like it's 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 a huge part of like again, it's it's interesting. It's because it's like a memory I don't really quite remember. Right. No pun intended. But yeah, like, yeah. or that's kind of an oxymoron. A memory right. that I don't remember. But it's like blurry. But you have it. In I yeah, yeah yeah. And it's like every time I hear that song, I, it reminds me of Disney. Yeah. And like Shamu. Yeah. Poor Shamu. I hope, Shamu. I hope. I hope. I hope Shamu was able to live a yeah. sustained life for him. At like just brings black that uh, brings back flashbacks. That's a hard sentence. To I was say, about to say really? what, a, what a tongue twister that <laughs> was. But anyway, yeah, I'm definitely one for one on knowing you. You are so, one for one. Uh, let's see if you get me on All one right. of these. So All let's, right. let's see. I don't know if you're gonna know this. I honestly we don't might have know to pull this one up too. This. All right, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. And it's funny because we mentioned right. I I don't think there is a place or a location that's more synonymous with like one type of memory than a car is to music you know what i mean yeah it's yeah. like i agree with that for some reason because obviously we listen to cars we listen to cars we listen to radio in our cars and that's where we listen to a lot of music that's where like a lot of your memories are associated yeah. with some of your favorite songs is like car trips road mm-hmm. trips either when you're younger or like you're just driving by yourself when you're older you have like your go-to songs and that's where you make a lot of these memories so my next song is, you know, you're talking about kind of, I told you that I was uh, t- pulling all my songs kind of from like earlier in my childhood slash adolescence, but it more kind of stops at like middle school, maybe freshman year for okay. of high school for me. Um, but this next one was one that would play uh, for anybody in Western Mass, Hot 93.7, you know exactly what I'm talking about <laughs> at 8.05 p.m. Every morning, this song would play. And if it played, you knew you were late for school. <laughs> like, I know anybody from Western Mass, you know what's, awesome. what I'm talking about right now. It's Good Morning by Nas. You ever heard that? Oh, I it's don't know if I know this one. It's a sleeper track by Nas. Sleeper track. I don't know if absolute, I know this one. Absolute B, B cut kind of like something you wouldn't hear. But it has, um, hmm. who, uh, it has an Isley Brothers sample. That's okay. the good morning, I'm still here. Uh, it, it's really a sick sample. And actually, um, one of the tracks that I made, I kind of did a rendition uh, at the end of this chorus that Nas made for this. Um, but it's actually from the Isley Brothers sample. But Good Morning by Nas, that one was like, not only um, was it something that like I just got into the routine of listening to because I was always late for school, um, but <laughs> oh, I would hate I would have you would have drive me it's crazy. Such a good song, and it's like one of the the first songs that I remember kind of uh, you know like putting to memory. Like I in terms of the lyrics, yeah, like yeah. it's something that still I can rap every bar of this song, and sure. uh, it kind of really put me on to uh, excuse me, kind of put me on to Nas in general. 
and Sam's pulling it up right now. This right here is a classic, and I think I just gave Mike his first miss. I, th- I think so. Yeah, come on now. Oh, this song is so good. And just, can you imagine already, like, being, like, 12 and listening to this in the morning? Ooh. There's this nice lady I know. She's always headed to the school building. Oh, my God. It's leaking. So she keeps was this was this on an album or anything like that? Or Dude, was this, I don't. Was it just I don't a Lucy? think this was. Yeah, I think this was just a Lucy track. I don't see this on any Nas album or anything. Because yeah, I I know, I'm obviously familiar with Nas's discography. Right, like I know right. his. You know. Yeah. But. It's not on the Lost Tapes. It's not on Cinematic. Oh, it's so smooth. Hollow it up. So I'm still here. I don't know exactly who's on this chorus, but you can hear the Isley Brothers sample in the background. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know if we want to, like... I don't, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to get hit with the copyright strike, but... Yeah. <laughs> this, yo, this song was... It's just so formative for me. It yeah. just stands out. It's like oh, as so one cool. of those hip-hop mm-hmm. tracks that, like, I hold near and dear to my heart. For, for sure. sure. No, that's awesome. I, I have not... I'm, I'm going to find a way to download that or something like that oh, later because this is a song that I, I i really liked it I, it's and i've it's never heard so it good. it's so it, good yeah it's i feel like there's so many songs that a lot of these artists like so like a nas a little wayne um you know whoever jay-z mm-hmm. you know eminent like all these artists they have so much of this like backlogged music that yeah. like isn't because i think a lot of us we tend to look at like the discography of the music right and then that's out on like you know the streaming a platforms streaming service, nowadays right. Versus, like, there was so much other uh, music that's, that was out that, right. like, we used to download off of, like, random websites yeah. or, like, LimeWire. Yeah. And, like, you could you would be able to find some of this stuff. Right. Um, or which that it, yeah. DJs and radio DJs probably found in some way or another exactly. on their own. Yeah. And it wasn't really super available or accessible right. to the public. Right. And uh, but yeah, Hot ninety three point seven. They knew what they were doing with that one, dude. That one, and again, it w- it was the routine and kind of like the routine of it playing at eight oh five a.m. So every good. day. I love that. Was the the best. It was the best, and it's such a smooth like smooth vibe that like. I, I don't even have, like, you know, sometimes you have memories of things where it's like, oh, nice, sunny, crisp day. No. I have <laughs> memories of, like, gray skies in the winter. I'm, like, groggy in the passenger seat. And then this song would come up. And I hate mornings, by the way, but this one would I'm make aware. my morning. Yeah, yeah. Mike knows. <laughs> I am not a morning person I, I wouldn't all. say I am either. <laughs> a lot of us aren't. Right. But, no, I, I love the imagery you're painting with that because yeah. that's so important, right? Yeah. Like, when you're thinking about some of these songs that have such a stamp in our like memories yeah like again like i just pictured like a sun like with the last one a sunset type of backdrop being very warm because i was in florida mm-hmm. and like obviously having the scenery of like SeaWorld and yeah and the shamu's routine so like it's so interesting how like music can do that yeah and there's even some music like you know if you have a bad memory with it sometimes like it's tough to go back and listen to because yeah. there's such a um, so my next one, it's really interesting that it's going this way because you started to talk about stuff you do you did before school. Yeah. And the other, the first song we talked a lot about like our parents' influence on us. Yeah. Well, this next song, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. I had both from the same artist, but they're two separate songs. But it was hard because one of the one of the songs here, I was gonna pick, but it actually ended up. It'll, it'll make sense in a minute when I when I uh, when I explain it. But 
you know, one of the songs I'm going to pick first because right back, kind of piggybacking off what you're saying is uh, a song that when I would wake up in the morning, so I was very different from you. And when I was a kid, I would wake up at like 6.30 in the morning and I would watch music videos back when MTV and VH1 had music videos right. on. I would get up and I would watch music videos from like 6.30 to 7.30. And then I would watch SportsCenter from like 7.30 to 8 and then I'd mm-hmm. go to school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or I'd go, go to the bus stop. And this song, this music video, I haven't probably watched it in 10 years. And I can literally like visualize it because it was on every goddamn morning. And it was such an iconic moment. And just was a few weeks ago at the Super Bowl. I'm talking about Eminem's Lose Yourself. Oh, God. And that's the first song. So gotcha. a lot of people know me, like, from, you know, the show. And, like, we've talked about, like, we've had some of these conversations about, like, formative music. And with hip-hop, Outkast was definitely the entity that got me into hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Because it reminded me of, like, some of the Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, mm-hmm. Ray Charles style of music. That soulfulness that I was listening to so much yeah. growing up was kind of embedded in an outcast and Definitely. I weirdly enough don't have outcast on this list but maybe for another time because this will be a, a segment we'll probably do again and again this is kind of a ongoing segment yeah, we could definitely. just do forever right. but no this is really interesting with Eminem because you know I feel like it was the first song for me that really got me into like rap which mm-hmm. I, I not to say that outcast isn't rap but I would say but like more like the hip hop like mm-hmm. funky stuff Versus Eminem was like the first artist, like hip rap, hip hop or rap artist that like moved me in a way that is hard to describe. Like it was, that song is such a moment, right? That movie, that eight mile movie, it's such a moment. Oh, for sure. And I think too, when he played it at the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, it was such an iconic moment or memory for all of us. I think Mm -hmm. it all inhibited, I think that entire performance definitely like provoked some sort of thoughts from all of us and like our generation of growing up with that music with Dr. Dre and Snoop and did 50. He, sorry, not to interrupt. Did he do Lose Yourself? He or? did. Because I know he did Till I Collapse. No, he did Lose Yourself. He did didn't Lose he do, Yourself? He did Lose Yourself, didn't he? I thought it was, I thought it was Till I... Maybe I'm, maybe I'm off. I thought, honest, he did, I thought he did Lose Yourself. Yeah, I'm, okay. like, I'm like 95% sure it was Lose gotcha. Yourself. But either way, um, I really just thought that, you know, that was, just, again, a song where it was so... Like, it made me feel something and like I for the first time in my life where it was like you could hear his just brutal like emotion in that song and just like the and it's become almost like I don't want to say corny now, yeah. but it's a bit of a meme kind of song. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah like, but it wasn't then. Mom spaghetti. So, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the thing, right, is that things become so ubiquitous because they're right. so influential and big at the time that they then become repurposed for jokes. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like you have to do something that's largely impactful in order for it to end up as kind of a joke. 10 years after you know yeah. what i mean yeah because uh, i definitely understand like when that came out I, I think anybody from like in our age range and obviously probably even higher or below our age range all remember that or at least know that song mm-hmm. to some extent and For i sure. also remember i mean like that was peak prime eminem like, absolutely the storytelling absolutely. is so and that's why that line sticks out so much because it's like such a unique bar mm-hmm. and uh you know it's so visual where you're like 
I don't think anybody has put together bars like that or put together bars like that before that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Exactly. And now it's kind of opened up a wave. Obviously, Eminem is so influential right, to everybody right. else now that I think people start bringing up the most unique kind of odd like storytelling bars that they can. But like the way that song opens up, you're like, oh my god! Like you can you can visualize exactly where he's at, what mm. he's feeling. You can smell the spaghetti. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, you can visualize. That. And then I think what's cool about that song too, and was such a shift, cultural shift, not only for Eminem but just like hip hop culture in general, yeah. because it was this underdog story yeah. of somebody that wasn't supposed to make it and be right. where they were at. It was so yeah. inspiring, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. And it was different from anything that Eminem had done before. Because yeah. if you went back, if you backlogged his, you know, his his discography from there, you know, Marshall Mathers LP and Slim Shady LP were a lot more grimy and they mm. were a lot it was a lot more like playful and mm. um you know at sometimes jarring to listen to yeah. versus lose yourself had a completely different cultural spin yeah. on what it meant to you know feel like what you were doing in your life like you, you it was relatable for everybody i think on yeah. some level of like this emotional sort of um song that everybody could kind of like get behind right regardless of what you were what you were like going through at the time and however old you were. And I just think it was inspirational in in so many ways. And like it's this big cultural movement that Eminem like was able to sort of like provoke in that moment, in that, in that moment. And it was really, I think, yeah, I think it was just one of those songs that, you know, we'll look back on. I think still it kind of gives off that sort of, uh, energy even to this day. I, again, right. I, I think that there's a yeah, there is a bit of a, a meaniness to it now. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought you know, just me growing up listening to that song and and really again like that being my really introduction to Eminem. Yeah. Like, I never saw Eminem as like the quirky like wacky type. Like his mm-hmm. his first impression in my mind was okay, this like inspiring like I said like underdog story right. of somebody that really had a hard time getting to where they were. Yeah. And so for me, I just thought that, and then that that music video too, like it was on every morning, yeah. and I just it was like a part of my morning, like yeah. waking up and listening and like watching that music video. No, for so, sure, yeah, for sure. So that's, man. that's 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 and then I will say there was a, an Eminem song that I really wanted to put in place of this um, instead of "Lose Yourself" when I was doing this because I, um, you know, I think "Lose Yourself" just being played at the Super Bowl I think was like kind of a timely mm-hmm. addition. But there's this other Eminem song that's actually my favorite. That invokes a kind of a sadder moment for me, which is called "Beautiful," and I'll get be real quick about this. But this was off of his Relapse album. Yo, it's, it's just, funny you say Relapse because I listened to Relapse a lot when I was younger. And really, I don't remember "Beautiful." Beautiful is one of the last tracks on it, mm-hmm. and it's, it separates itself from the rest of the album because he doesn't put on the accent that he did on that project on that particular song. It's just like acoustic sort of guitar, but not ballad, but it's very. Um, it's very emotional. Yeah. Very emotional. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. So this uh, this song I was listening to when I, when I got the news that a friend of mine in high school had passed away in a car oh, crash, man. tragically, yes. And it was one of those songs now, every time I listen to it, I think of him. I think yeah. of Steve, shout out Steve Beckel and his whole family. And it's funny because when I was in high school... I was really big on video editing mm-hmm. and using like things like Final Cut Pro, like using a lot of the tools that we actually are using right now for mm-hmm. the podcast. I was big on that in high school. And when he had passed away and I had started getting a little bit more, um, you know, comfortable with Final Cut Pro and editing, I decided to make like a, uh, like a pretty much a, a memorable um, or a, 
uh, memory like video a, like for a him. Tribute video. It's, yeah, you got it. Yes, a yeah. tribute video in his memory, and I did it to that song because. Again, it was the song that I was listening to when oh. I got the call that he had oh, died. Man. And it's on YouTube for anybody that, you know, it's, it's kind of emotional. I mean, yeah. all my high school friends, they like even still bring it up to this day. I posted the song um, not too long ago because I, I, I stumbled across it and I was listening to it. And then actually a kid at, for, that I went to high school with reached out. He was like, oh, my God, I still remember this. The, this is the song you did for the video that you did for Steve Beckel. And so that's again, that's just a song that for me, it's, it's, it's a sad. I mean, it, like, you know be tear jerking yeah, over geez, here but please, i know but it, oh, that that's a song that God. like for me is so just yeah it, it's hard to listen to sometimes it's like sentimental in that yeah way. no yeah. yeah we were talking about i don't know if this was on mic or off mic but just about how you have some memories where if you have a song that was in a really difficult part of your life it can be difficult to listen to exactly. the song again exactly super like bittersweet in that way mm. but it's always nice to be able to like kind of tap into that and have that reminder of that time because it can also let you know that like how different things are at this point exactly right? or you look at the song hear the song with a different perspective right yeah right. oh man so that's tough yeah. you know I'm, I'm about to bring it into like i don't want to get super sad or depressing on this but the next song that i have on my list if, if you don't mind, i'm good yeah man, go ahead absolutely next uh, one next song i have on my list is and you know i had to put this guy on my list you know you know you know who i'm about to say I, I don't I think so. All right, all right. It's a Kid Cudi song. Ooh, gotta oh, do what? Kid Cudi, dude. We this segment's named kind of named after Kid oh, Cudi. Oh yeah, said literally. So, so it's only fitting. Only, it's fitting. only fitting. I almost had a Cudi one too. But yeah. yeah, go ahead. But this one's also you know soundtrack to my life. Great song, amazing song. But that's like one of that's for the normies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's too popular, dog. I gotta get one of them them deep cuts from Cudi, and that's Do It Alone. You do you know that song? I don't. Oh my I god, don't. Kid Cudi, dude. Off of what? Bring it up, Sam. This one <laughs> I think is also another Lucy, but it might have been on a kid named Cudi mixtape. Okay, because that's where I first heard him was yeah, on a kid yeah, named Cudi. Same, same. And the song that was on that, what was the song that was on that project that was like the most popular one? Well, Man I'm on the Moon actually came on off of the kid named Cudi. Uh, Mixed was tape. day and night? Was day and day night, and night on was also the kid named Cuddy? It was yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, that's what I meant to say. Day and night, not uh, Man on the Moon. But yeah, yeah. Day and night came off that mixtape and then okay. obviously got pushed again to Man on the Moon one. Right, they right. Reused it because it was his bigger song. It was so good. Yeah, it was um, so huge. And now, now that I'm looking at, I'm looking at a uh, Do It Alone or uh, Do It Alone by Kid Cuddy. I'm looking it? at Kid Named Cuddy right now mixtape and Do It Alone is not on there. It'll definitely be on YouTube. And oh my oh, yeah. god! Oh, Twelve years. Even ago, wow. the even the cover art, just like for that thumbnail for that video, brings back so many memories for that me. Um, uh, get this ad out of here! <laughs> get this ad out of here! But yeah, we're kind of already. You know, you had your memory of a song that was super sentimental to you, and kind of had these sad memories too. And thankfully, as I'm older now, like this doesn't. It, it's not still like a tough song for me to listen to. But when I listened to it at the time when it was new to me, this is a song I freaking like cried in my pillow to, dude. No way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, just even the That's storytelling crazy. of it all. Uh, I'll let it play right now a little bit. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. Yo. He made soundscapes like no other oh, artist did at this particular time. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, for sure. And, and I, have you insane. seen the. I think we talked about this. Did you see the Kid Cudi documentary from on I Amazon haven't Prime? Yet. No. It's really good. I heard it's really good. Come and go. Ooh. 
ever go. Man, I'm so comfortable here. Well, people live in fear. So it's super emo, as you can tell. <laughs> but uh, the whole oh, essence, awesome. the whole essence of the song is, um, you know, like the title is just like self-explanatory. He's talking about right. you have to do it alone. You kind of have to take this trip of life and do it on your by yourself. Yeah. Um, and you know, kind of like the f- essence of Cuddy is, I'm sure we all know, is like being okay with being a weirdo or being okay with being kind of like a social outcast, like so to speak. And he kind of like comforts you there and kind of says, I'm going through that too. Mm. And he says this whole thing where he's talking to some like spirit or lady or something or some psychic or something. And, and she's pretty much telling him, uh, you got to do this whole thing alone. Like the, like, uh, and like the end of the chorus kind of goes like, uh, it's bigger than you, man. It's bigger than you. Like, you know, there's, uh, the reason to keep, pushing forward is because you have some purpose in life that's larger than you are and you kind of got to block out all the negative stuff that's happening and also accept the fact that it'll be a lonely journey and uh we're all just gonna get really sad (laughs) (laughs) i need everybody to get really low because um when i listened to this i was a really angsty seventh grader (laughs) or like sixth grader and that was right before like you know you know those are the times where like you're not super comfortable like all the time with like where you stand or at least i haven't met one person that said they were comfortable with who they were in seventh grade. no way <laughs> yeah no like, you know what oh I my mean? god i was awkward as heck too yeah I was, I was like yeah and the thing is like i wasn't i actually wasn't necessarily super socially awkward but i wasn't you know kind of being the person that i wanted to be oh if of that course. makes yeah. any I mean, sense who you is at seventh I mean? grade exactly. seventh grade though exactly you so know, it's it's that's a that's a very difficult time just in general like there's right. so many changes happening in your body and like exactly just not your, comfortable your with mind. your body not comfortable with your identity you're trying right. to you figure out like how this is gonna go and of course when you're like 13 you're like oh this is just gonna last forever and, like, <laughs> i'm gonna be a loser forever and what i love about cuddy's music and i'll i'll let uh I'll let us move on so you can get to your track. But what I always love about Cuddy's music is that, like, it's emo and it's sad and people get the gist of that. But I think why he has such an impact the way he does and that everybody talks about you saved my life Mm. is that it's not, like, so self-indulgent of, like, life sucks. Life just fucking sucks. Like, nobody likes me. Why does this happen to me? Like, kind of, you know what I mean? Like, woe is me. There's always that drop of, like, it's going to be okay. Like, you know what I mean? It's really hard right now, but it's going to be okay. Or it's really hard There's right now. There's a hopefulness to it. Yeah. Even in, even you know in the I mean? aesthetic of it. Exactly. Even that whole Man on the Moon 1 album, which is, right. I think, like so pivotal for so many people, as you mentioned. Right. But I absolutely agree. There's like a sentiment there where like not only in the lyrics, but also with the tone of the actual music itself. Yeah. There's a hopefulness to it. It's not exactly. this like dreary, just like yeah. low. Which could, yeah. would, would really take you down. And like, obviously there are some dark cutty songs where like the oh, whole yeah, premise yeah. of the song is him reflecting on how much he hates the position he's in. But there's always that seed of like, hey, listener, I'm going through this too. So that means we're going through it together and things will be all right. And Do It Alone for me is like the epitome of that. It's like such a somber, slow song. But the messaging of it overall is like just accept the fact that you will be lonely at times, but that's that's all right. And the more you can kind of embrace that part and get comfortable with it, the more you'll just get comfortable living life. You know what I mean? And yeah, it was just really good. Super formative for me. One of those ones where I'm like, even now that I'm older, I'm like, I can't believe that like, you know, he was 20, whatever, while 
writing that song but it affected me as a preteen so yeah. heavy and and as yeah. i'm older the lyrics even resonate even more absolutely um yeah absolutely so do it alone kid cuddy if you're a cuddy fan and you don't know that one bro which is me go do 11 million thing. streams right or views on that and i am yeah, not yeah, one of them i've never heard, heard that either you never heard of it yeah oh yeah. it's so I, good i was a day and night person that's what got me into cuddy. day and night was definitely yeah. uh one of those ones but do it alone and the prayer the prayer i do the, remember the yeah, prayer that, those are that's like a great two song. songs that like i find like again they aren't on at least from what i'm seeing here on the kid named cuddy mixtape they're oh the prayer is actually the prayer is the i prayer believe is yeah, actually, yeah, yeah but uh those are two that like i would only go to like youtube for those songs right right and like just as singles specifically and i just thought were like just so great what I really love about Cuddy as well is I think at that time, the particular time you're talking about, we'll call it maybe like 2009, 10-ish, yeah. right? Yeah. I think we were start sort of starting to, in terms of mainstream hip-hop music, there was this like... And probably even before that, probably more like 2008 or Okay, maybe it was even before yeah. that. So we'll call it like late 2000s. Yeah. We're, you're kind of getting out of this more like hood... Mm -hmm. sort of like gangster rap yeah. that was flooding the airwaves right. a lot more this sort of grittier style stuff that you maybe played a club or like yeah. or maybe that would just be like exactly that but there was nothing really for like i don't want to say the nerds but like oh, in terms nerds. of hip-hop the nerds and yeah. mf doom was one of those artists but he wasn't as mainstream right right mf doom yeah. would be one i would think which consider. would have completely defeated the purpose of mf doom like exactly if he, if he became mainstream right. But like, Cuddy did, and that's yeah. my, that's what I, this is my right, my right, point right, of that right. where it's like it's so cool that like Cuddy seemed like he was one of the first artists there to kind of break that yeah and kind of crossover exactly yeah exactly um, yeah I thought that's that's a, that's a great no, choice yeah. there super no. cool um, I'm gonna end mine um, on a little bit of a comedic sort of okay story here I mean you uh, started on a comedic one for me so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I guess this this would this one makes uh makes some sense here so I'm gonna actually so uh, one of the songs that we'll talk about another time too uh when we do this again where I love how you talk I have a story about like getting my first car with a song mm -hmm. I thought that was really great but since Sam is here we can maybe do that one on a on a remote episode mm -hmm. when since Sam is here I want to talk about a song that uh, was really pivotal for me in college it's very to a very specific moment. So I was a senior. So it was the year after we would have been living together. We lived together my junior year, his sophomore year, and um, I mean we listened to music all the time in our in our uh, like apartment suite thing. We we were living in with two other two of our other friends. Shout out Taylor and Presh. Um, and but my senior year, I had a I had a single, and I was um, you know just lit, um, going to do like my student teaching and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i ended up student teaching uh for part-time in the fall at framingham high okay. we, went, we went to framingham state and uh at framingham high i got paired with the varsity basketball coach mm -hmm. and who was also an english teacher so it was really cool to like oh my god not only learn from him but also like oh we had the same interests and hoops. yeah and i was just getting into coaching at in that english time. exactly <laughs> so it was really cool and I was doing some like coaching at Danvers at the time, like going, but I was driving back and forth. It was a lot. And he was like, well, you're here most of the time, like throughout the year. Why don't you just like assist me? I can't pay you, but like, you know, it's just a volunteer assist. And I like, I just wanted to be a part of it. And like, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, 22, 21, 22 years old, like looking for an opportunity like that. Mm -hmm. And at the varsity level, especially, because I think at Danvers, I was like coaching, like assistant coaching, like freshman at the time. Gotcha. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go do this. And I was the youngest guy on the staff by far. It wasn't even close. So even, but we did have a younger staff, but I was obviously like a lot in closer proximity to ages of some of the kids on the team. 
you know, I was 21, 22 years old, right. and they're probably like 16, 17, 18. And the first few games, home games, they played their their play their you know warm up playlist. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I hear their warm up mix, and bruh, it was so bad. It was like <laughs> it was terrible. Like I in my it opinion, was gonna go the other direction. <laughs> it wasn't I'd good. Be like, dude, I'm still looking for that playlist today. <laughs> it wasn't good. I'll wasn't put it that good. way. I don't remember, can't remember what was on it, but the like, song Three Doors Down, Kryptonite <laughs> was on it. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right, no, Shamu was not there, but um. No, I just remember it not being good. And the other shout out, Alex Gian Gregorio, who was one of the younger guys on the staff at that time as well. He was a fresh, he was the freshman coach. We would talk about it all the time. We were a little bit closer in age. He was a couple years older than me, and we would talk about, yo, this this warm up mix sucks. Like this is bad. That's how bad it was. It was bad. You guys had to like sidebar, like, dude, this music is really bad. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. It was all like, I don't even know what it was. And I can't even remember. And I'm sure shout out like the Framingham High Varsity uh, team at that time, like Nate Martino, Mikey Bradley, and um, Gio Aga, all those guys. I'm sure you guys could probably at some point comment at least on this if you guys check it out, uh, what songs were on that terrible mix. But they'll they'll attest to this. I walked up to them and I said, I go, guys, like this mix sucks. Like, let me make you one. Uh-huh. And they were very receptive to it, weirdly enough. Like normally, like, you know, 17, 18 year olds are like, nah, fuck you. But like they were pretty much like yeah let, let's yeah. let's see what you got coach like let's see what Dude, you got this is funny because it's so perfectly like uh kind of intersects with like all of your interests and it like just makes yeah. sense like what we're doing now and like what you're involved with now like exactly. you were doing from back then i know i know it's you're so funny this, Mike. i know <laughs> it's it's great bro i know it's so funny like how these things sort of circle back and and and, and shape up but anyway so i made the playlist i don't even remember how i made it like like I got the edited versions and I somehow I think through iTunes I think like tried to mix it as best I could like Mm -hmm. doing like maybe like a minute minute and a half clip of each song and the song that I had them come out to was El Chapo by The Game oh do you remember that song was that out yeah, it was. It had just come out. Really? El Chapo. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that song was hard. I, that song, yeah, so that song was I hard. had them come up to that with like the horns coming in. I think Sam's pulling it up. I'll yeah. get it in a second. And I'll never forget the first time they heard it. And they put it on. I put, we put it on. The mix goes through the full 15-minute warm-up. They were loving it. And they're like, yo, this is it. This is it. And <laughs> Someone not, scored 50 right now. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I'm not here taking any credit for it because I probably had the least amount of credit that year of their success. But they ended up going 11 and 9. I was going to say, their record improved. Their record improved. They did. Their record improved. <laughs> they made the tournament. And oh, here we go. Here we go. Wow. These these horns, bro. They That's came out so to this shit. Funny, dude, because I remember this vividly. But I guess it did come out when I was in high school. Yeah, and they would come out of the locker room right here. Oh no, this is good. Yeah, this is great. I'm surprised this isn't on the bracket. Now that I think about it, no, this is a great song. I am the god. God, 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 god. El Chapo. Yeah, Mike is killing. This was over yo. Here. I'll put you this way, bro. That playlist was I got I have it somewhere, but that yeah, playlist yeah, yeah. was dope. <laughs> I'm telling you, and they like they thought it was too. Like they'll, they'll tell you, and um, so every time I hear now El Chapo, I think of framing him high. Yeah, because <laughs> every time you think of El Chapo, <laughs> even himself, you're like, oh, framing framing him high. So that's I I, I like that uh, that memory is really important to me, and that honestly, like that year uh, coaching. I mean, I, I've I've coached for ten, 10 years now, and I've said it for a long time. And I love what I where I am now and who I'm working under with with Coach Fazio at Andover. I mean, it's just been an amazing experience, and I've been really lucky to be a part of a team at Everett that went into in a deep run in the tournament. 
Um, but I always say that that Framingham year was one of my favorite years of coaching mm-hmm. uh, for so many reasons, just the camaraderie with the kids and the coaching staff. And it's just a huge, like, uh, moment for me as a, yeah. as a person and as a coach. So even though I was, you know, just an assistant, and there's a lot I learned from that year too. Mm. So that song is, is so influentially important. On teams now, like when you're coaching and stuff, do you try and take control of the playlist at this point? So I know here, and that's why this I, I wanted to talk about this song because I tried it at Andover this year because I said the same, like, again, I was like, boys, like, playlist isn't good. And same thing with one of the assistant coaches who's around my age too. Mm. He's like, yeah, this is trash. Like everywhere mm. else we go, it's better. Tried to make one for them, and they were not receptive of it. <laughs> so I think that means I've aged, potentially. Like, is there – I, I, I think I've aged. I think, no, I'm, just, I think I'm at the point where I can't – I can't. the face you made, you're like, unfortunately, did not go my way. <laughs> I'm one for two in that, in that category. <laughs> so, you. yeah, so they did not uh, – they, they were not receptive of that. But, yeah, so that's that's my last one. Yeah. I, so I wanted to share that because I thought it would be uh, – Oh, that's good. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. That's dope. That's funny because yours is, like, also probably if those kids on the high school team were making or a part of the soundtrack to our live segment right now, one of them might bring that song up. Very true. And it's like you have, Very like, a true. shared formative song with, like, other people. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really dope. it was it was really sweet. So, that's yeah, that's it. Soundtrack to our lives, everybody. And uh, we'll definitely do this again. This was I think this was like a really cool segment to like definitely. get to know us like on a deeper level other than just like, you know, here, here's this song. Let's like break it down. You know, right. like, this is like not that that's, that's not value with that. But it's just I think a lot better to like have yeah. those moments to like get to know each other a little For bit more sure. through like and the music. This is such a good segment because like it lets you pick a song and you already have a story behind it. Right. right. So like we already have something to go off yeah. of. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's definitely dope. For sure. So should we, speaking of this, before we get into like the kind of the middle segment here, talk a little bit about the March Madness tournament. Oh, dude. I mean, I'll let you talk about it. So I'm excited uh, for this, guys. This whole thing. Yeah, this I'm pumped. Dope. We're teaming up with Beyond the, uh, the Beyond Podcast. Shout out Beyond Podcast. Uh, we have some really great things actually in the works with Beyond coming really soon. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I like how it shaped up. I think that pretty much every song that we picked I think works we had talked a little bit about what was the song you had said yesterday that probably should have gone in over Archie Eversole was that you we were talking or I can't remember now oh it was Fort Minor Fort Minor remember oh, the name <laughs> probably should have put 20% that 20% skill yeah. 80% <laughs> luck concert <laughs> 80% enthusiasm. <laughs> After I said I was like, nah. Maybe not, yeah. Wild so, card. Yo, that's yeah. funny that everyone knows that song. Right. Yeah. Like, everyone. Everyone Like, knows. I'm talking about everybody. Like, and a lot of people know these songs, age. too. If we get the bracket up real quick, yeah, Sam, on, on the... Uh, just to kind of, like, make it clear, I don't know if you said this already, but the bracket that you've made for this March Madness yeah. tournament in collaboration with Beyond Podcast... Uh-huh is uh, a bracket that's breaking down and kind of putting head-to-head songs that are supposed to be the best hype songs ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yes. Beyond the Hype Tournament. So he has, Mike, the freaking, the, the list master, the table master. <laughs> I guess now you're a bracket master. Uh, yeah. Uh, he yeah. has four regions he made. New school hip hop being one region, two thousands hip hop being the other, wild card being another, and then the final one is a rock region. 
and we're having this tournament kind of go down. You're taking all the, you're pulling all the answers and Correct. results from Instagram, Correct. right? And uh, you have some good picks in here, dude. So sure. I will say, I w- I was up when I when I was compiling the bracket. I was up way later than I want to admit. Yeah. One night doing this, I was looking through like so many like blogs and playlists and like trying to compile all the best songs I could for this, and and then I literally ranked them based on streaming numbers. So right, right. like you know, obviously. Uh, so there was that, some criteria. You weren't yes. just picking nothing. Weren't, it's not random. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. weren't coming up with yeah. like what, like thirty-two of your own favorite hype songs. No, no, yeah. no, no. Like, and again, like we talked about this too. Like the number one seed in the new school hip hop is Kendrick Lamar's "Humble." Yeah, and <laughs> I know you have feel some type of way about that song, Ugh, dude. It's just not a good representation of K Dot. I know, you know what I but mean? it's his most streamed song. I know, and it's on every, and it was hot. It was I everywhere. Know. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, you you not you're not a fan of it either. No, I do. I just think it's overplayed. It's yeah. just overplayed. One point four billion streams on Spotify. That's a lot of ESPN bought it, didn't? Or they used it? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Humble. Well, they did that also for Lil Nas X's "Industry Baby," which is right, which right, is in right. the wild card section yeah. as well. We were talking on the phone, and Mike was telling me about how, hey man, I really think the orchestra song is really gonna make a run <laughs> in, in the wild card region. And I'm like, what orchestra song? And then I brought it up on YouTube while we were talking on the phone, and I was like, oh, I've heard this 80 billion times in any yes. hip hop basketball mixtape that you've ever exactly, seen. Exactly right. I can like literally while I'm listening to the song envision kobe's crossover fade away <laughs> cut into him dunking on somebody else it's like definitely a, a quintessential hype song yeah, yeah. and yeah. shout out johan lennox i'm sure if you're listening to this or watching was this, he on that, that joint no no i'm oh, just oh, saying oh, like oh, i'm oh, sure oh, no not at all yo. that came out way before our time but <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying i think johan would appreciate and want that to oh, win yeah that's okay. just that's just my that yeah, was what i meant yeah, that's all okay. i meant by that yeah yeah. johan yeah, yeah. is not credited on johan jorge quintero unless you are johan i have no idea yo but, he probably is right he has like hands in so much stuff it's crazy don't realize wild yeah anyway um Best uh, best songs yeah, of best music. music. So a little, a little music conversation before we get into our uh, our final little uh, fun um, ending segment. Uh, this I think will be enjoyable for for everybody to and and us too because a lot of us don't right. know the the questions that we picked. But right. before uh, we get into that, let's talk a little bit about music. What are we listening to um, in early 2022 and maybe like some of the best? Because I know. Uh, you had some music from 2021 that you wanted to talk about because right. obviously, like I did my lists uh, as we talked about earlier in in this show. Um, as you guys know, any listeners or uh, you know audience members of our podcast, you guys know that I came out with my top 21 Massachusetts songs of 2021. Yeah. Again, Johan took the took the cake on that one with yeah. you up, and then uh, my just regular top 21 songs of 2021. I had jungles keep moving. Yeah. And then uh, I also did an honorable mention or honor roll where mm-hmm. I picked like another 20 songs that just missed each list. Yeah. Um, there's a playlist on our uh, Turntable Teachers Spotify page that is linked. We'll link that in the description um, that you guys can go check out if you want to check out my list. And then, of course, the actual uh, you know episodes themselves are on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. So if you want to hear about my favorite 20, uh, 2021 music, go check that out. Yeah. I'm not going to waste time on mine for right now, but I'm curious <laughs> to hear what you had for like, yeah. maybe not if you have a list, that's great, or like yeah, I got maybe just your favorite songs. Down. I got a couple yeah. things written down. Like we said, we kind of uh, shaped this up to be like 2021 slash 2022. Right. And we were talking a little bit before we started recording, like uh, 
it's been hard for me to like honestly like i've been slacking on listening to music it's been all podcasts for me in 2022 um but i did have some things that i was looking forward to including the corday album and uh you corday said album. it was fire for me i love it was the corday a little album. bit uh underwhelming i don't also, know if it was because like I just really love the whole story and imagery in, uh, what is it, Thanksgiving? Is that the album he put out before? Um, the Corday album before or this. Or it's like Lost Boy? Lost Boy? Lo- that sounds right. Why can't I think of it now off the top of my Something head? Something like that. Um, um, was, I'll get it. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I loved that album. So like, I guess I had high hopes for Lost the next Boy. one. Lost yeah, Boy, that's Lost what it was. Boy. And uh, I got to give it another try. I went through it, like in all honesty, like, maybe twice and it just wasn't hooking in the same and i don't know if it was because there was like an increase in features and like a couple big name features that were there like he has wayne on that freddie mm-hmm. m um i don't know if that's what it was or like i don't know i just i guess it didn't feel like lost boy just felt like there was so much storytelling and like it created a world that really let me know who he was where I guess from a bird's eye view, the the new album from 2022 just didn't feel the same for me. Interesting. The same way. Yeah. Um, I, I particularly like that album. I thought it was really well done. I think, like, in terms of his content, his, like, storytelling, I think it still is there. I mean, there's songs on there, like, today um, that I think really do a nice job of, and um, like, Gene Michael and, like, different songs mm-hmm. there that really do a nice job of, like, actually doing the storytelling that I think yeah. he's been so great at in his career his short career albeit but yeah. um, I, I really liked that that project it was alright and again I'm gonna give it another try um, kind of just oh Chronicles was really good as well that was another album I really liked a uh, song excuse me I yeah. really liked on it with her I think her is on that track with um, yeah with with um, with Lil Dirk that's a good that's a great great song yeah yeah I and then Super was a huge I loved that song too I thought he was like See, like, so dope on that shit. We're talking about it, and I don't even remember these songs. They, yeah, it just doesn't. It didn't feel memorable to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It didn't feel memorable to me. But like to move on real quick, um, mm-hmm. another album from 2022 that I again I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but uh, the what is it called? The new Saba project came out. That that I'm album's a great. Big Saba fan. I'm a big big Saba fan. Few good things came out. And I saw everybody ranting and raving about it on Twitter before it came out. So I was totally looking forward through it, to it. And I got through about probably halfway or three-fourths way. And I haven't finished it, actually. Huh. And for some reason, I don't know. I just haven't gone back. I don't know if it's, like, just out of, like, quarantine or these weird past couple years that we've had that, like, um, for some reason I am not resonating with music i don't know what it is maybe i'm just weird now um i don't i don't think you're wrong in that because i think i definitely it's weird you funny you said that because i had a phase like that too Mm -hmm. like the first i would say six months of 2021 Mm -hmm. i had a hard time and really over the summer and then i really in the fall and the winter got a little bit more into music again yeah but my if you looked at like my streaming numbers of like on spotify from like if you compared it from 2020 to 2021, like I think my minutes are like streamed or something like that. It's like way down yeah. from the year prior. Yeah. So definitely didn't listen to as much music as I did yeah. last year and or I'm, the year before. Sorry. Yeah. I'm hoping to, again, I'm going to go back and give these projects a listen 
And the reason why I picked them even to speak about right now is because they're from artists that I, I like a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot. And I'm glad that Saba dropped because I feel like it's been a minute. And the uh, Care For Me project I thought was like tremendous. Really good. Um, I you know, It's funny you said that too because I liked the Saba album as well. But I I see what you're saying with like the replayability of it. Like mm-hmm. I don't I wouldn't say that I've gone back to it a ton either. Like I really yeah. love the, the G Herbo track. I've definitely gone back to. Yo, that G Herbo track that that was hard. That thing goes that crazy. That was hard. Yeah. But yeah. you're right. Like a lot of it, I just haven't gone back to as much. I yeah. agree. There's like some some issue with the replayability. Potentially. Yeah. Well, I think he went like uh, he went really like artsy with I feel like the style of it. Like there are just some like off kilter beats and like different yeah. kinds of flows he has and uh it all sounds really cool and there's a lot of like instruments involved which is great um and that's something that i honestly would like like there's some artists where i'm like don't overthink it i want you to kind of stick with what you like but i think saba does well in that pocket uh i don't know i just i just i haven't i haven't quite got it yet you know what i yeah. mean but I, I heard so many good reviews about it um, that I know it's there. And again, I like, I am a fan of Saba, so I want him to win. Um, but to move on from that real quick, uh, from 2021, kind of like I was looking over albums and stuff that I listened to. And I think the ones that I have that were really stuck out from 2021 and I still go back to to this day, uh, three of them right off rip is Off Season, Call Me If You Get Lost, and Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. Well, we reviewed Hotels. Yeah, we did. So that, if you yeah. guys want to hear the full like full review that we did on that we did that on one of our remote we'll link that in the description as well yeah that, that review in particular i think we have it clipped yeah. um that was a great project such a good project and i'm like as i was kind of like uh you know getting notes ready and prepping for this i was like all right i gotta figure out what in the, what came out in that year and i saw that it came out in january i think it was, it was like, january 8th yeah it was like one of the first of, albums of yeah the year of last 2021 year. so yeah. i was like okay this is something i can actually add for last it's year great. it almost feels two years old though yeah. i guess at no, it's not two years old yet. Uh, yeah, a little over a year. Yeah, a little over a year. In a day and age where I think R&B is a little bit, um, like, here and there, like, there's not as much of it and quality of it, or at least mm. maybe not in, like, the forefront, I'm glad that an album like that got so much recognition because yeah. it really is, an, I think, an album that, if you slept on it, definitely go check it out. Definitely it's really go freaking check good. It out. I mean, Anderson Pack's on that thing. Yeah. Uh, Ari Lennox, her. Ari there's, Lennox the, kills it. Yep, yeah, that's it's it's just such a good project, and I think that and it was a it was a good sorry it was it was no, a go good ahead. return for Jasmine Sullivan. Agreed. You know what Agreed. I mean? Because yeah. she was she was making R and B music that was really popular in like mid two thousands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then kind of she took a hiatus for a second. And I think uh, she had released a little bit of music before Hotels, but mm-hmm. like, I don't think it quite clicked with people. Yeah. And then she came out with this EP or album. Yeah. And it was just so good. It's yeah. like a master class of like R&B. It really was. Soul vocals. Absolutely insane. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I really did. Um, off season. Yeah. And we didn't get a chance to talk about. Um, yeah, I guess we didn't. We yeah. didn't talk about it. I really thought that was a good return for J. Cole. Yeah. Like, I genuinely... If that's how it ends for him, I'm happy for him. Well, he's supposed to be following it up with the fall-off. That's Oh, is that the last one? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's right. kind of supposed to complete the uh, Friday Night Lights mm. uh, sideline story, yeah. off-season fall-off. I think those are supposed to all kind of be in, like, a series, like a, a string-along yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Like a trilogy somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or even more. Like, I think that would be four albums. But right, right. Yeah, um... Hunger on Hillside was my number two song mm. in my list. Not to spoil my whole list, but yeah, that was my number two song. Hunger and on Hillside's so good. Oh my god, just the 
the angelic sort of heavenly ending that it is with bosses sort of like distorted vocals at the end and just the way in oh like it's just and then the 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 refrain can't be afraid of sunlight spotlights when it grows all the pain you hold makes it makes you worth your weight in gold like just i love that yo (laughs) that line stuck out with me this year man like it's such a good i think very similar to what we were talking about before with um like Eminem a little bit with Lose Yourself. It's it's a song where it like, uh, how should I put this? It's just so inspirational or inspiring mm-hmm. to listen to because it actually makes you feel like, oh, okay, like all this pain I'm going through, like it's going to be worth it in the end. There is this like, and again, we all probably on some level felt some sort of pain this year, like yeah. this last two years really with this pandemic. So I think it was just relatable in that sense of like, um, you know feeling like okay i'm in this low place like there's a there's like value in going through a hard time yeah right is this a, not to make a sports analogy but like it's the old saying of like you you learn more when you lose than you do when you win like Definitely. there's that sort of aspect to it so i loved that part of that yeah. song and just i mean the whole album though really does a phenomenal it's really yeah. phenomenal like yeah i thought the 21 savage song oh, was my life i think that song's called yeah that's yeah, a really yeah. good track on there uh, um, so, so many of those songs i love and i feel like it's uh like i don't know i feel like it's just j cole's pocket like you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i love mm-hmm. to see like him kind of go back into that pocket but like with his refined skill set yes, that he has now yes. in 2021 and i've heard people talk shit about it you know saying that they didn't go back to it or it wasn't as memorable as it should have been i've seen people say that but um i honestly think like even if i didn't go back to it to uh i I honestly do go back to it but even if i don't i'm not going back to it super often in 2022 when you do go back to it it ages and it plays like the replayability uh replayability of it holds up i agree you know what i I mean and i think that's one of the good things about uh a lot of these artists who like you know kind of the the big artists like Kendrick, K. Drake, is that even with Certified Lover Boy? That actually has aged a little bit better than I thought it would. Because I wasn't really, I don't like that. I wasn't really hype about it when it came out, but I've gone back to it and I'm like, okay, you know what? There, he was doing something here, even if it didn't live up to the hype. And right. Kind of what I'm saying. The same thing with Off Season, even if it didn't live up to the hype for certain certain people, it'll still be able to age as good music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I th- I definitely think it ages better than like KOD in my opinion. I thought it yeah. was I thought it was better than KOD. Um, yeah, for sure for me personally. I don't know people could disagree on that, yeah. but I I definitely liked it better. Um, yeah, the off season is phenomenal, and I think Cole coming back to form in the way that he has um, was really remarkable uh, in, in in a lot of ways. For and then you had uh, call me if you get lost by Tyler yeah, Creator. Call me if you get lost. That's actually something that I also. Uh, I still go back to I don't go back to super often but like it still gets spins for me and it's just such a good project that was also super hip hop mm. like you know what I mean it's so, cool that you got I DJ drama that. on that yeah. I thought that was no, really out of left so field dope. But, it is it is yeah. definitely especially coming following the other projects he had where he went kind of like the opposite direction and kind of got like super abstract and artsy with it yeah. and Igor and, and Flower Boy uh, and Flower Boy right. one of my favorites um and then he kind of came back around to just being super gritty, rap, mm. hip-hop shit, and it was mm. super good. And then I have, like, a runner-up, and I'll let you speak because we've talked about my music no, already not, for a while. Okay. But uh, what I have as a runner-up is, like, that Don Tolliver project. I didn't listen to it that much. Yeah, was it Was it good? Yo, it was surprisingly good, and it was actually one of those Don Tolliver Life of a Don. 
It was okay. one. I was not like a huge Don Tolliver fan before that. He was always kind of sick on features. Like he always came through on a feature, and I thought it was always good on like a hook mm-hmm. uh, for something. But I had didn't really dive into his his work. And then I went listened to Life of a Don, and I don't know if he like kind of benefited from the fact that I had no expectations. But I think it was his debut album, and I don't know. I just remember that year kind of like playing it back quite a lot like drugs and hella melodies with cali uchis was fire uh i really liked the first two tracks escape 5x uh those are hard the baby keem track was dope and uh yeah there was just it was a cool kind of psychedelic you know kind of in that travis scott realm when i say psychedelic you know kind of in that like trippy moody uh like dark trap kind of stuff okay. you know what i mean uh it was pretty dope cool pretty dope. i'll have yeah. to check it out that was one i definitely missed yeah for sure um yeah not to make this too long-winded either but yeah the top for the tyler creator project in particular i thought that yeah, i agree with you we kind of went back to like that like grounding moment of like hip-hop yeah or that uh, like sort of aspect of hip-hop but i think as well he still was able to bring in some of the igor and flower boy influences yeah. that he was still using so i think it was yeah. kind of a perfect like yeah. mesh of that i will say though it doesn't get as much replayability for me as igor and flower boy still do mm. weirdly enough and yeah. i'm not sure why yeah well i can't put my my finger on yeah. why i don't why i wasn't like amazed by it i really liked it but yeah. i wasn't like floored by it in the way that i was igor and i actually Boy. wasn't a big fan of igor as much as everybody loves igor i gave it a shot and i i like it wasn't it, for you yeah it wasn't for me like i don't and i like abstract stuff but it just wasn't for me that much so like when he did call me if you get lost it was a good return it's like yeah. all right this is kind of what i fuck with this yeah. is like more of my lane so cool cool um two albums that i want to bring up one that just came out yesterday uh, back on the J. Cole thing is Earth Gang's new album, Ghetto Gods. I haven't heard it yet. But Bro. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil it too much for people. Like, definitely go check that thing out if you haven't yet. Mm-hmm. It is so damn good. Mm-hmm. What I love about Earth Gang right now, and I think it's, to be honest, I think when we're going to look back on this album, it's going to be better than their debut, mm-hmm. than their their first album um, that came out. Um, not the Spillagen one that they did with Jid, right. but the Mirrorland one. And the reason why I think this album is so good is not only the melodies that they play with and the instrumentation, which in some of the samples that they use, which is just all beautiful, but their lyricism on this and the, the topics that they're playing with and what they're talking about is so just, I think, impactful and important right now. It's, it's a lot of like, you know, social issues and, you know, race issues and things that are like just kind of in the now. It's really getting to the root, I think, of like, you know the issues that we have in our world today mm-hmm. it's v- very relevant in in a way that i think is not like any in any way like sort of talking down to you or yeah. like it's not distasteful anyway it's very i think thought provoking and authentic and that's what i love about this album so much and there's actually a really uh, interesting song on the back side of this too called um strong friends and the whole thing it's just like Johnny Venus, like uh, the chorus essentially like, you know, make sure you check on your strong friends. Like, you know, Mm, like I thought I just like something so simple as that where it's like, you know, check on the people that you like that always seem like to check on. Exactly. That always have it together. And so I love the mental health piece of it. How are you, Mike? I'm great. (laughs) You're one of my friends. Always (laughs) has it together. Eh, Not as much, but uh, but but that's the point. Like, I love that sentiment of like, oh, check on your strong friends 
because you know they might have yeah. you know something they're going through that they're not just like talking yeah. about out openly as like yeah. some other people. Yeah. So I thought like there were just so many songs on here that the song that's particularly called "Lie to Me" as well, which is so freaking good, and the the sample they use is really really dope. "All Eyes on Me" is another one with a really cool sample on it, like a like a vocal sample that's really like catchy. But yeah, just the. And the other song that I think is really awesome as it pertains to like social issues would be American Horror Story. They really talk a lot, like get in the nitty gritty and talk a lot about like the history of like racism and, you know, civil rights movement and just like the aspect of like um, sort of like this culture of people like sort of taking from, you know, black and African-American culture and mm-hmm. sort of just the idea of like how we're like looking at that now cultural appropriation excuse me um so that was the word phrase i was looking for so anyway i think that they just do such a phenomenal job of it and they they really are for me like the new age outcast i think that's maybe why i like them so much Mm. like Mm. even the very opening song has inflections of like andre 3000 i'm not sure if it's um which one that it is or whether it's johnny venus so that's an album anyway that people should go check out you i think you would really like yeah, I'm gonna um, have to check it out for sure. Yeah. Johnny Venus is, can literally just do anything. And shout out Latrell James, who is a Boston artist. He got mm-hmm. some production credit, particularly on really? Lie, "Lie to Me," which is one of my favorite songs really? on here. That's yeah, sick. yeah. And I'm not just saying like I genuinely liked "Lie to Me," one of my favorite songs. And then I was looking about the producers. Latrell James literally is the lone producer on that track. Oh wow, it's one of my favorites. That's dope. so that's and he he I believe went to the Dreamville sessions. For Revenge of the Dreamer, oh, uh, Revenge of the Dreamers dope. three, so he's on there. Damn, Latrell, come through. Latrell <laughs> <laughs> did it, bro. He really did. Um, so I love that project, and it, it just came out. So it's, I think it's only going to get better with each spin. Um, and then the other one that this guy put me on to, and he doesn't have to talk about it too much if he doesn't want to. But Oliver Tree, you ever heard Oliver of him? Oliver Tree, that's the the. Uh, it goes on and on and on, <laughs> That's and, on him. and on and on yeah, 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 Bro, his new album, Cowboy Tears, is awesome. Okay. It's so freaking okay. good, bro. It's like, I love this sort of mesh he's done with, like, country, indie, alternative, with, like, a little bit of, like, a um, hip-hop sort of, like, yeah. production-wise, sort of like a hip-hop sort of, like, taste on it or, yeah. like, a little flavor to it. Yeah. I just, I, I think what he's doing is so unique. Yeah. And so uniquely like him. Yeah. Um, Not uh, before you get too far away, you're talking about like him kind of uh, integrating hip hop into it. Uh, this isn't about him specifically, but like it, I think that's where like hip hop is like the most pervasive. Is like even if people aren't rapping necessarily, which it feels like anybody kind of adds yeah. like a little rap verse nowadays. It's like just the drum patterns and like and hi hats that hip hop's yep. made so popular. It's like everybody kind of like brings that into the fold at some point because it, yeah. it's it's completely changed changed the landscape of like how we listen to to fast paced or even slower songs. It's just like those drums. I feel like yes, and I think what's really cool is there's a particular song called "Get Well Soon" where he does this really interesting like drum sort of um, like DJ almost scratch like breakdown mm. off the chorus. If you want to actually get up and just get put on the just the chorus of that song i just i think what he's doing is so unique to everything else that's out right now and his image too like the way he sort of like markets himself it's really cool it's quirky his all his his music is like on all the promotional like videos that he does for his music is very like out there and like um abstract in a way that's almost like yeah 
he's almost he, uh, he kind of he's a like, troll. He, yeah, yeah, he's a bit say, of a troll. Like, he yeah. is. He's like if an internet troll or like somebody who was Twitter famous made music. I think they'd at least present themselves like Oliver Tree. And then I was like very pleasantly surprised when I went into a little bit of his music that he's actually pretty good. I, he's, he's he's great. I really, really genuinely like yeah, I think like you him. would like his first album. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably have to listen this to This one it. might be a little bit different. Gotcha. Yeah. This song, though, I think but, yeah. is, yeah. Okay, definitely a little folky here. Mm. Just for the people who are listening, maybe not watching, he has what looks like uh, not an RV. What was what's the word I'm looking for? Monster truck. Like. Uh, Okay. Oh, this is nice. He has like a quad that looks like it's some kind of like ox or bull. And I guess that makes sense. Is this the cover art? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cowboy Tears. He's in this blue cowboy suit. Or the cowboy really jacket cool. is still like a windbreaker. And I feel like that's his signature look is like having that windbreaker. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry I, 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 I spoke over the chorus. I did hear those <laughs> drums though. And that was interesting. It was really cool. Yeah. Some people like, wanted to obviously like listen to that song and like get the full effect of it. Yeah. But anyway, that's just like a really great album. Like he, he definitely put me onto it a lot more than like I probably would have otherwise. Yeah. I know Sam's a big fan of him, but like Seen I, him live. Yeah, that's right. Him oh, yeah, live? You're seeing him live soon. He's coming to Boston calling as well, which I'm trying to go to. Oh, really? So yeah. Um, nice. I saw a chance perform at Boston Calling once. I saw Eminem a few years ago. Sick. Oh, that's yeah. dope. And it was oh my god, it was like a sea of people. It was yeah. insane. And then we saw Jack White, uh, either the year before that or maybe the same. Year? I think it was the day before. Oh, it was the day before. That's right. So it was Jack White, and he's the leader of the White Stripes. Oh, and okay. that was we got like we we're like seventh or eighth row of people. I don't know how we got that high, far up, but like it was. It was one of the most insane live performances I've seen in like maybe ever, like yeah. a long time. It was, it was that's phenomenal. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Oliver Tree, uh, definitely guys check that out. Cowboy Tears, um, and yeah, I definitely uh, wanted to get to the last uh, uh, segment last here segment. before we we head out today. Uh, maybe next time we'll talk about some local stuff. We didn't get a chance today to talk too much about some local cats, but. You know, there's that's what the night school new music right. series is for. So I'm sure I'll get to talk about some of those. Podcasts. And there's so, and there's, there's more. more We're gonna podcasts. have plenty. So for this segment, we're gonna call this pop quiz. Yep. So this is a bunch of questions that myself, Phoenix, and Sam have come up with. Um, the other two people don't know the content of those other those questions. Yeah. Sam's got a hat back there. He's gonna pull a question. He's gonna ask us and. We have five minutes each question to right. answer it, and then we'll uh, then we'll get out of here. So, yeah. Alrighty. Should I like start a timer? That's not a good idea. Gotcha. Because we're five. gonna go real like. Uh, we'll do five minutes. Yeah, we got a good one. All right, all right. Uh, clock, clock. Find the clock. Where is? How come I? Can, I, don't I can do it too clock. if you need me to. Yeah, I got it. Don't worry, guys. Are all you right. Good? All right, Sammy's gonna do it. All right. Name two artists you want to see in concert this year. Oh. Oh. 
That came right off of what okay. we just did. Uh, this year, let's say. Well, now the concerts are back. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, the creator's concert, looks like he's on tour for Call Me If You Get Lost. He was awesome. I saw nice. him at Boston Calling a few years ago, really? too. He was phenomenal. That's that was for Flower Boy. Yeah. His aesthetic is great. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. He seems like he does concerts like to the fullest as much as he can. So, yep. Tyler, the creator, would be sick. Another artist that I would love to see. I'm actually. I'm gonna name the artist that I actually am going to see this uh, year. Funny enough, Saba. I'm going to oh, see nice. Saba. Nice. Right? And yeah. I, we didn't realize that he was gonna be putting out an album before the concert, obviously. So I gotta get familiar with that album before I head up to the concert. But um, yeah. yeah, that's definitely one. All right, uh, we're, we're, we're on the clock. I'm gonna pick two. I'm gonna pick. Well, obviously we have to pick two. Uh, that's the question. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pick one. Excuse me. Um, local act and then I'm going to pick a, a, a larger act so my local act is going to be Van Buren Records that's dope because I excuse me they're playing at Boston Calling which is super wait, cool wait they are yeah dude yeah. that's so sick. I'm pumped uh, definitely going to go see them I think they're going to be a lot of fun to see live I think that they put on a phenomenal show yeah. um, and the other one that I would really love to see uh, don't know if uh, he's touring, or if they're touring, I think they're actually also actually scratch that. I think they are going to be at um, Boston Calling as well. Would be Earth Gang. I knew you were going to say because yeah. I've seen them once and they were so good live. Like really? their energy is just like next level in terms of like their like the theatrical performance of it. So I think for them to see them live again with this new body of work is going to be really really great. Mm -hmm. So those are the two that I I would pick would be yeah. Van, Van Buren and sorry my bad I didn't mean I I would move my foot. Um yeah it's not 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 trying not that type of podcast. <laughs> so. Um That's right. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Earth King would be sick. Cool. All right, next question, Sam. That was a good one. Ready? And Sam's seen all of our trees. That would have been his, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, did we want to let Sam answer? Do you no, that answer? would have been my answer. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> who will be the biggest artist of the 2020s? Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Biggest yeah, artist yeah. of the 2020s. That's the one that's I a, made. That's a, that's a good question. So, yeah, well, the last one was mine. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah all right, so uh, biggest artist of the 2020s. Damn, that's a that's a great question. Um it's hard that's right? hard starting two years ago think about that right, right yeah right so like obviously picks like I would think Drake Kendrick Lamar J. Cole all of them would be sort of like out because they're not really like yeah I don't know I was thinking about that too but I feel like we put Kanye up there for the 2010s even though his debut was mid 2000s that's true that's you know fair what I mean? so fair. I guess if you feel like Drake or K-Dot or Cole will Biggest still kind of, of the 20 you know dominate in the 2020s then so be it that's such a good question I would have to I want to look up like geez. I mean aside from Phoenix Rios well, I mean, that's, yeah. <laughs> most streams, I'm just looking up, like, most streamed artists on Spotify, because I'm having, like, a little bit of a brain fart right now. I can't even think of, like, who I would time? pick. Who would you pick? Who would I pick? Yeah. Uh, it's a really difficult question for me, too. I, it's I hard. Think I think my first... It's hard. My first choice was, like, Lil Baby. I think Lil Baby... I'm not particularly a think... huge Baby fan, yeah. but I know he has a huge following, and... I do feel like uh, as he as his career has progressed, he's lyrically improved, yeah. the production's improved, and he seems to have kind of like a long term. I feel like mentality about his music and his image. So I feel like Baby's there, and I'll say this one, which I bet you're not gonna pick. You wouldn't think of. And again, I'm not particularly a big fan of this guy, but when it's all said and done, dude, NBA Youngboy is gonna go down as like. 
a huge, huge artist. I disagree. He has, I, I don't, I don't, like I his dude, stuff at all. I don't really like his stuff either, dude. I, and he has a couple tracks actually. Let me not say that before everybody's like, who everybody thinks we're just not tuned in, we're not hip. There are a couple joints by NBA Youngboy. Don't ask me the titles of them right now. There are a couple joints that I like of his. I'm not a super big fan of his sound though. But like, if you look at in terms of like numbers on his YouTube channel, he like dominates YouTube. He like he has huge numbers of streams, and like he just is. He has this. Uh, I don't know. He just has this like cult following. That like I don't, I don't know if you you've probably seen the instant Instagram comments. You mm-hmm. know, like this YB does it better. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, not as good as YB, and I I feel like. Uh, yeah, I honestly think it'll last. The young boy. I think it'll last. I think maybe, and I'm I'm not a huge fan of him, but I could definitely see it like a baby Keem. Hmm. Not all the realm of possibility there. Hmm. But if I, I if I'm picking one artist because she's so young, I th- she was technically more. I think got her big like debut and upbringing in like the twenty in twenty nineteen ish. I think Billie Eilish. Oh, okay. she's young enough yeah. at this point. Too. I guess I was going straight to hip hop, but that's a, that's a good I'm gonna, pick. I'm thinking Billie just Eilish in general. Yeah. Billy Eilish, I think, has to Billie be, or may, could it even be an artist that we haven't like been fully yeah, put onto yeah, yet, true. right? Because who knows? Like somebody could break out next year, year yeah. after, and be like enormous. Oh, I definitely. I'm gonna definitely go with Billie Eilish. I think she has the best in terms of like quality, also with longevity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because I think she has her like head screwed on straight. She seems like she knows what she's doing, and she's very yeah. mature for her age. So I would go with her just because I think that she has the best trajectory from here, mm-hmm. and so much I think left in the bag, yeah, in the tank, so to speak. Yeah, I don't really have um, a pick of somebody whose music I personally enjoy a lot. Like I love, yeah, I love Baby neither. Keem's music, but I don't know if it's like super accessible to a like a large audience yeah um, yeah that's, that's why like for hip-hop maybe i think he'd be a good right. pick yeah, yeah but yeah. i don't know if like long term billy eilish the, of course good. 10 years i think i think that's she good. has more of a staying power so i'm gonna go billy eilish on that one i, I was, was gonna say i'm surprised none of you said it but jack harlow i think that yo jack I was thinking, harlow i was actually i thought of jack harlow that's for a, a good second one. i just, I think he's just popular. Yeah, I was like gonna he's say on TV, he, his, did the New Year's yeah, his popularity scene. seems to be yeah. increasing. I'm he's not saying he's the best artist, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I don't think that was popular. the question though, no, right? The question right. was which artist you think is gonna like and Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X too. Yeah, I forgot about him. Fortunately, in my eyes, <laughs> I actually like Lil Nas X. I liked his Montero album. I, I, I like like him as a person. Seems like a cool dude. Right. I didn't I didn't like Old Town Road. Yeah. Everything else he's put out since then, I've really loved to be honest. Yeah. He made my list. He made my top twenty one of yeah, twenty one. Yeah, I remember he that. was like in the top ten. I'm trying to find like who's somebody that I like. Like for for me, like this answer used to be reserved for Chance the Rapper. And then he's not it just he's not it's not happening. Like it's, happening it's not happening. For chance. Nope. It's not. Yeah, I mean if I'm looking at the it's most stress. streamed uh artists right now, like as currently and I and I there's nobody else that I'm really looking at that I think is gonna like dominate. I think too the issue with this question is there's so much saturation now. Yeah. In music, it's hard to just pick like one person that's gonna like dominate yeah. the airwaves like the way like a Drake did or like a yeah. Kanye West did over the last like ten ish years. So I don't know. Yeah. But I, I I think that's an interesting conversation that we could definitely bring yeah. back up. I thought that was that was a great question. Question three: favorite album cover art. Ooh. Yo, recently just because it's in my head, I gotta go M dot. Dining in dystopia. That's that shit's hard. badass, bro. That's hard. 
Um, I wish but it took longer so that I can think of. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, you can take longer. One. I mean, I'm gonna look at like my. Uh, I um, I really like that album cover art in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, I think one of the better ones that I've seen over the last maybe like. I'll help you out. Juice World had a really good cover. Juice art. World did have a really good cover. That's 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 a really good. Are you talking about like the last album he put out, like yeah, the portrait kind yeah. of one? Like if you look in the background, yeah, so the one that's cool. got like a pinkish background. Oh, oh, I got one. Okay, I, I have a couple. Like honestly, I always love the uh, doggy style cover. Ooh, doggy style. That one was really, really cool. cool. Like that really one's sweet. sick art. Um, and then I've always liked also. Uh, wow, I just lost it. Oh, the college dropout cover art. Yep. Kanye. Yep. And then, but I think one of my favorite cover arts as of recently, and it's probably up there for me, like all time, super simple, but like very unique art was like the Kid See Ghost cover art. Again, Ooh, the that's a Cuddy good one. pick. That, that, that one's cover sick. Art looks that one's dope sick. to me. Like that's something I would hang up and frame somewhere. That's a house. really good piece yeah. of cover art. I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think Kid See Ghost is, is a great, is a yeah. great choice. Um, I also really like um, Aquemini. That's a pretty Outcast. cool cover, right? That's a pretty cool. That's a cover, super. Right? I'm a little yeah. biased, obviously, with that. But oh, and then, um, um, Mr. Fantastic from from Elton John's a really good one too. Mm. I don't know mm. if you're familiar with that one, but mm. that's a really good cover art as well. Like super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll probably we'll, we can put these up. Yeah, and then no, even Lil Nas X had a really cool. I thought Montero had a really cool album cover as well. If we're gonna go, with I can't remember ones. it right now. It's but. very like vibrant. There's a lot of like bright colors and yeah. stuff like that. He's like laying down, almost like he's been like sacrificed in some yeah. way. And it's the all this new like Cuddy album too. Oh, Cuddy! I was thinking of that too. I was thinking of the all new right, man, Cuddy man album. on the moon. The man on moon. The new man on the moon is all a cool cover art. Yeah, they all of them are great, but, but that the one in new particular. one is super dope. I it's funny like. The Juice World, the the Kid Cudi, the kind of portraits of their face with like the trippy uh, colors. Yeah, what that all kind of reminds me of is another sick cover art. Acid Rap, like Acid Rap, Acid Rap's cover art. Yeah. Like, that is like a legendary shot and like yeah. a legendary cover art. Just because like just that mixtape brain that that uh that run that Chance mm. had was super dope and like I feel like. Now, if anybody tries to do like the font where like the drippy, trippy like letters, it's like, oh, you kind of took that from chance. Like, right, that's right. how influential or like, you yeah. Know. I'd be you, I'd be curious to hear what people think about this too, and like this would be a good like, clip for yeah. Sure, but, yeah, I'm you curious to look at uh, Juice World and Acid Rap. They're literally like identical. It, that's why, and that exactly. <laughs> really? That's what I saw when Very I saw close. the Juice World cover. I thought it was cool, but for me, it was like, oh, he's kind of pulling from chance. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Acid Rap is good too. That's a good one. Um, and I like um, the first Brockhampton saturation too. I think super cool. Just oh, like that Amir is Van's cool like right. face with just the blue like yeah yeah super dope. All right, next question. Next question. That's a good question. A good Comment you guys' favorite album art in the comments. I'd love Definitely. to hear. Ooh. Will the Cole and Kendrick collab tape ever come out? No, it's never coming out. <laughs> next next question. But no, we got it's not all coming three out. of them. I, I hope it comes out. I mean, okay, hope and is it is a different question. There's no way, in my opinion. No. It's, not, it's not happening. It's no, not happening. It, it would have already. I think it'll come out later than we want it to. Kind of like I'm still looking for man. a Kendrick album. Yeah. It's been five years. I know. And he said it was I last know. year, and it's, it never came yeah. in 21. Hey, did you hear that uh, Kendrick changed his Spotify his Spotify profile picture? That's been Ooh. on the net. 
Okay, yeah. so does that mean 2022? Then we're getting Hopefully. music, I hope. And then I saw everybody tweet, uh, Frank Ocean did the same thing like six months ago, and it resulted in nothing. <laughs> so, Talk about two of the biggest enigmas, not only just hip-hop, yeah. but in music in general. Yeah. Like, they drop an album and they're gone. Yeah. You don't even hear from them. And Although we did see Kendrick on Super Bowl halftime right. show, which I thought was great, but... Yeah, I, I don't think so it's happening. So we're moving on. Cole Kendrick. Yeah. I don't think it's happening because Cole's almost done. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I'm know? saying. I feel like it'll, I feel like it'll be something. They both don't want to do anything for each other. Yeah, I feel opinion. like at the end, though, like it'll be like either like at the end of their third act or like like out of nowhere on like a tw- anniversary of somebody's album or something. I feel like it might come Yeah, out. yeah. All right. Biggest bust of an artist. Of all time, in your mm. opinion, biggest bust. Well, Fat Joe's got a nice, you know, behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has a large bust. Or are we talking about Buster Rhymes? No, I'm gonna get that. Uh, right. um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right, first one was better. Um, biggest bust artist ever. Biggest, not um, ever, but just one in your head. Yeah, like I feel like, dude, it's so crazy. I feel like it's. It's wild. I feel like Chance has found himself on that list. Not biggest bust, like, but he's got to like, be. He, I still think he has the chance to redeem himself. Uh, and like he has got the chance. I didn't uh, even see what I was doing there. Uh, but uh, I still think... I'm <laughs> rubbing off on you, dog. <laughs> right, facts. <laughs> I still think like he hasn't... Because he hasn't fallen completely off the map and, like, you know what I mean, off the face of the earth, like, he still has a chance to turn it around. But I feel like, unfortunately, if nothing changes, when it's all said and done, people will look at him as, like, I feel like he, what, was it just me? But, like, I feel like he was propped up as someone who was gonna, like, you know, I don't know, take the baton for a little bit, and then he just fucking fell. It's a great question. I mean, historically, MC Hammer, right? He's like one of the biggest busts. MC Hammer, For real. like you know who I gotta say, who I thought was gonna be huge is um, Lil Bibby. I thought he was gonna oh, be wow. so Bibby. much bigger. I forgot about him, that. Herbo. Like yeah. when they came out with that song. Yeah, I know he's successful now in like life. Yeah. Like he's like a man. At, like of course, you're right. Yeah, but, just in my know, opinion, I thought he was gonna relevant. be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah biggest yeah, yeah. bust. Yeah, it big. felt like for a little bit, like it was like. Even like Herbo was like the little bro, right? Bibby and like Bibby might have taken it, but yeah. Biggest bust that I'm thinking of. I'll say, well, I, it's hard because it's like, how do you define? Bust? What, what do you define right. it as? Right, right. and it's like, like they not sold one wonder. Like, Chance has sold so many records. Right. He's and not he's considered still a bust. Selling records, yeah. It's your opinion. For me personally, dude, Mike's gonna hate this answer. Brock Ham. No way. <laughs> okay, all right. You know bro. what? Actually, that actually is, though. That actually, okay. <laughs> Brockhampton, like, I... That might not be actually bad. I, I, I personally loved Saturation 1 through 3. And then after that, the iridescence and the, like, the boy band angle they went for. And then, like, the other shit was just, like, not... <laughs> Beamier van shit. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. And then they ultimately ended up breaking up, like... Like, yeah, they're done now. This yeah. is it. They're all done. And like again, they should have done what they went out and started off. It was, it was supposed to be we're gonna make these three saturation tapes and then end it there, and that would have been like, like you know what yeah. I mean? It would have had this ephemeral thing to it, or it's like, oh, what could have been, and they would have left on such a strong note, and then you fucked it up. But couldn't that have been considered a bust too if they never did anything else outside of that saturation? If they never tried? Because in my opinion, I think iridescence is awesome. I thought Ginger was even better. And Roadrunner, I think, was good. I don't think it was, like, amazing, but mm-hmm. it was good. And so I, I think their discography overall, the six albums they have, are 
pretty strong, in my opinion. Yeah, I guess I feel like uh, iridescence. I see. I can see why I some people like didn't like iridescence very much. I don't even. I don't know what the hell Roadrunner is. I didn't, That's the new one. I didn't That's listen to one. that. I haven't listened to that. I didn't like right. Ginger very much. Right. <laughs> but it would have been different <laughs> to kind of like get back to what you're saying. It would have been different if they intentionally stopped making music. That's different from like a bust, right? It's like okay. you have a trajectory that you're yeah. kind of projected to go at, and then you fall off because you just make something that doesn't resonate. Very yeah. similar to what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I, they, I hear what you're saying. I hear if what they you're intentionally saying. cut off after saturation, while it would have been a short-lived career, they would have ended on top. So yeah. it wouldn't have been a bust. Yeah. You know what I mean? It I guess. I see what you're saying. All right, I I, I hear you. I am. Yeah. I don't agree with it, but I hear you. Um, <laughs> you see me. I, I see feel you. Seen. I guess. I guess for me, that's a tough one. I might go with. Um, I think because he was, and I'm not saying that he's bad. I mean, I'll go in the same, maybe the same. I have another answer, but you go. I'll go in kind of the same breath that you were talking about, where I don't think this this artist is bad necessarily, but they totally like, or he totally, I don't think has lived up to like what we all thought it would be, Big Sean. Hmm. Hmm. I like Big Sean, but I don't think he's ever been like. Has Big Sean ever been a top five or ten hip hop artist? According ever? to some, I mean, if we're talking about, has he ever? Has he ever been like top five currently when he was making music? No, I would, I, I would say according no. According to some people, he was. No, I, I, I don't think he for ever me, was. For me, I do think though, I wouldn't call him a bust because I actually agree with you. I don't feel like he ever quite got there. People wanted him or kind of were like almost like lobbying for him to be in those kinds of conversations, mm. but he never quite got there. Mm-mm. Which is like you're not a bust if you never really reached. You know a certain level. I, that's so, yeah. But I hear what you're saying in terms yeah. of like the potential. I think yeah. it did kind of bust. And if we're talking about artists that like started off, if you want to go the Brockhampton route where they started off strong and then they just flopped afterwards, I would argue Fifty Cent. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually interesting because he did flop. He did flop. His first after a couple while. albums were great. Yeah, but the first he had a string of albums he that did. were good, and I feel like because he was so solidified in those albums, and he became kind of like this business mogul kind of guy. Yeah, so I'm talking about straight music. Though. Yeah, I hear you. No, Fifty Cent's music took a dark turn, like, like a, a nosedive. Yeah, nosedive. Yeah, nosedive. Like no, for sure, it just went. For sure. Um, yo, I got the bust, and I think this is objectively biggest bust of all time, at least in hip hop. Because he was fucking everywhere, bro. Fetty. Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap. Oh, Fetty Wap, bro. That, that, might be that has to That's be the one. Answer. He's the like answer. the new school MC Hammer. Like, he was on top. Like, he, like, you heard Trap Fetty Queen. tracks. Yeah, dude, Trap Queen, the X song with um Drake, or My Way, it was called. Yeah. Uh, he had a, I can't even think of the names, but he had hit after hit after hit, and it seemed like he had his own style, his own image. He looks yeah. fucking weird. Which he I- might be the true, like I think because the conversation I think we're having with guys like Big Sean, Brockhampton, and Fifty, it's it's not that they're busts, but it's that that they didn't live up to what right. we thought they would be. Right, right, right. right. Versus Fetty Wap had maybe like one or two songs max right. that were like even. Yeah, you know, I, I like I like the little Bibby take though too because he came up with Herbo and um who else was in that camp Dirk Dirk right yeah. he was in that Chicago yeah. I think you could probably put Chance in that like fifty Big Sean mm-hmm. Brockhampton conversation we're having I actually agree with you on on Bibby because nobody talks about him yeah ever no XXL list yeah. like. That'd be another place to look yeah, for yeah. biggest busts is the double XL oh list. For yeah. sure. Like, oh, also, though, just to kind of combat what you're saying here, I, I don't think Big Sean is the in 50 
are uh, one and the same. I do think fifty was yeah. there. I actually, yeah. I will. Fifty I, was 50 in the top more five. looks yes. like a bust than Big Sean comparatively, just because Big Sean didn't ever reach that echelon to where people felt like that's fair. He had it, and then he that's fell fair. off with it. That's fair. But fifty was definitely a top three, top five rapper at some point rapping, in time, if absolutely. not top one. Especially when G Unit was hot, oh, he was yeah, he was in the, the conversation. Yeah. yeah, totally, totally. Another question? One more. We got one uh, more. Last one. Couple questions in there. What are your thoughts on Kanye West, Donda Two being exclusively on his? I can't even read this. Right. Stem, player. Stem player audio device. Yeah, I. I. It's funny because I was thinking of putting a Kanye question in here, but I felt like someone was gonna do it. Um, My question. You got it, Mike. Uh, I think it's an interesting move. For some reason, something feels like to me like eventually it'll hit streaming services like it's gonna have to one way at one way or another if he wants it to reach as many people as possible it'll hit a streaming service uh but i do think it's a power move and i'm not gonna lie bro i've been seeing the stem player on twitter dude and the more and more i see it it's kind of sick as fuck (laughs) (laughs) i had the same thing where i thought about this and i was like this is so stupid. This is annoying. Like, why mm-hmm. is it only on the stem player? And then I did see it. It is two hundred dollars, so I yeah. definitely will not uh, be purchasing dude, it. Yeah. But it was really, I think, an interesting little device, right? Because I think you it's can super interesting. I think you can strip away everything but the vocals. You can yeah. also strip away just the instrumentals. You can yeah. strip away. I think it's coming. It's called the stem player because you could literally yeah. take stems of different songs, right. and, and it, it doesn't really take the stems of these songs, right? Like. It, they, it doesn't have the stems of these songs and you can load it with any song uh, that you want and it'll do its best to kind of, what I think I'm not a music engineer or an audio engineer right. at all, right. but from what I can kind of gather what it's doing, it has some kind of software that's able to recognize I feel like different sounds ranging in different frequencies and it'll isolate those which like, you know low kind of sounds and certain instruments kind of usually sit in one frequency yeah. level or range and then the mids and kind of sit in another range mm-hmm. and vocals uh kind of sit in a certain range but also those are kind of easy to identify things like audio vocals like we have technology that's good at that yeah, already yeah. Um, but that's also why it's not truly isolating these stems that's also why when you kind of see some of the videos on twitter not to talk too much about this but you can hear people isolating vocals and you can still kind of hear like the remnants of other instruments and other things kind of getting in the way and that's because like from what i assume is like the software is isolating the vocals as much as it can, but there are other frequencies that are matching those vocals, so it's picking up a little bit of that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not like a super crisp, like, oh, well, it's just slide little down. tiny thing, right? It right. can't possibly exactly. do what, like, exactly. you could do Bru- on a... For what it's worth, being so small, it does it really well. And it looks sick. And it does like, look cool. It's a super, just a unique way to interface with music. Like, yeah. And it's a weird, it's an interesting marketing sort of scheme or, like... Yeah thought here yeah i don't know how i feel about it i definitely think that it's um it's, it's definitely a, an interesting marketing ploy i definitely think he's going to his core fan base is definitely gonna buy like buy it i'm sure yeah, and like they'll do that sure. it, 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 hitting like a wide stream thing i feel like kanye's always tried these things and some have hit some haven't yeah um but yeah i i don't know i i think i i hear you i think it's gonna hit streaming services at some point i feel like it will i think it's a positive move for the culture though like i think kind of showing people that you don't have to use streaming services at least when you reach a certain level like if you do reach a certain level maybe it'll influence other large artists to end up making more money for themselves instead of it having to be split up i think there's better ways to do it though 
I think there's better ways to do it, but like here's how camp. I see it. I'm not even that upset about it because at the end of the day, we're going to get it pirated. We're going to get it illegally. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not stressed about finding the files yeah. eventually. Like, even if it takes me a little bit more work, Kanye is worth the work to, like, load it onto my phone or download it from somewhere. And I feel like we're all internet savvy enough to do that at this point. So, yeah. like, it will get you know it will go in circulation and rotation and i feel like that's why kanye is okay with that but obviously i feel like it's gonna be um obviously he's gonna make a lot more money now per track or like from the album from it yeah and i think it could influence other large artists to do that and uh yeah it's uh, it's not quite the same as a small artist charging 200 bucks for your you know your music to live in one place there's no way right you want to get it on streaming at some point but I do think it's, you know, it's he's doing what he does, which is disrupting the market, and I feel like it, it can have a positive impact. I I don't see why more artists don't just put their albums on Bandcamp exclusively, exclusively and yeah. like have people buy them that way because yeah. I feel like that's a platform that I've really come on to and like appreciate, and I think it, yeah. it does great, like does right by a lot of these these artists. I don't know. I see that being more of a, like a lucrative sort of mode there, at least for like maybe not a Kanye, but because mm-hmm. Kanye can afford to be like, all right, yeah, like I'll put this everything on the yeah. stem player. Um, no, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. It is a good. It's question. an interesting thought. Why people don't use Bandcamp anymore? Like, Some people do, but it's not as it's not as like plugged as right. like something else. But yeah. like, and then I think the, the second part of that question I had was, were your top three? If you were to pick, you don't have to put an order in like that, but your top three Kanye albums of all time. College Dropout, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and then um, probably going with Graduation. Those are probably my three. Uh, No particular order. Late Registration, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and either College Dropout or Life of Pablo. Life of Pablo was really good. Yo, Life of Pablo is really, really really well. Yeah, it did. Really he tried well. something similar with Life of Pablo, didn't he? Didn't he only like exclusively put it on title? Whereas he's tried I think it shit started like this before. on title for like yeah. the first two weeks. Yeah, and then it yeah. went up to everything. And then it else. went out to everything. Else. So he's done stuff like this before. Yeah. So it's not like out of like left field that he's yeah. done stuff like this. This before. is definitely still a huge departure from even that kind of strategy. For sure. You know for sure. I mean, I mean it's like, like a, buying a physical thing right. for two hundred dollars. Right. Like yeah. How many people are really right. gonna like go? Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's definitely gotten sales. I heard that he sold like two million in like the yeah. first like 24, 48 yeah. hours. Two Just, million dollars worth, only two million million units. But. No, 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 yeah, two million dollars, two million dollars worth, which is probably like forty of those things. Because <laughs> they're so fucking expensive. No kidding, man. <laughs> good questions. Those were all really good. Um, yeah, Jez, leave us leave us a comment uh, in the comment section for any of these questions. I'm sure we'll clip these up on Instagram too. So, you know, any of these questions that uh, you guys had, um, or any, any of the answers to these questions that you guys wanted to answer as well, like biggest yeah. biggest bust, who you looking to uh, see in concert this year? Yeah, top three Kanye top albums, three Kanye, all of these. You know, I think J Cole and Kendrick best album cover ever had. Yeah, yeah, best album cover. Yeah, drop us a comment. Let us know what you guys think about some of these questions. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and get you guys in on the conversation. And yeah, that's it for uh, our first uh, inaugural, or not inaugural, because we'll probably do this more than once a year. But right. our very first in person. person live podcast with the three of us, dude. This has that's been good. a lot of fun. Tons so of so freaking great. We did this, man. Yeah, good dude. shit. So happy. And nice. Big thanks to producer Sam in the background Hell doing yeah. all the all the intricate work that you know we we don't have to do because he's yeah. here. And uh, yeah, guys, make sure you follow us 
at Turntable Teachers on Instagram. We're doing the TikTok thing as well, so make sure you follow us the there. The TikTok thing. Yeah, yeah, you I'm sound trying. Old yeah. when you say I know. Well, apparently, thing. I'm already old to my to my <laughs> basketball players. At, I bet. At, because I guess my music ain't that good. So anybody that's yeah. tuning in and listening to that, you yeah, shame on shame on now. you guys. Yeah, it was better than what you got. No, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> it's subjective. We're all good here. Uh, yeah, so follow us there. Subscribe, right? Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're watching, and also subscribe to our podcast streaming services on Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Mike. I'm Phoenix. We're the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially dismissed. Turn to the